This is the Naked Encore. Make sure you subscribe, comment, and like. For more information about us and all of our podcasts, go to historicmedia.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Naked Encore. I'm Vicki Ziegler. And I am Brian Krause. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday. Today is Topless Tuesday at the Naked Encore. And I wish you all can see Vicky now. It's called wow. ta- it's called Taco Tuesday, not Topless Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Maybe it's Tuesday Tuesday. <laughs> Coming up, Stairway to Heaven. Oh my God. Where is your girlfriend right now? I need uh, her. She's not here. <laughs> Not here. Oh my I God. I need her too, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's tad. Oh, it's one of those Obviously, days. I'm losing my mind. Yes. What you're in the dog. Is, yeah. She's right under the desk. I right love Right where she should be. I love her. I know. I miss my dog when I don't bring up to work. It's terrible. So, what's going on, Vicky? What are you up to today? Yeah. Working in beautiful Livingston, New Jersey. It's sunny. It's hot. It's in the 90s. And I'm, you know what? Busier than ever. Helping. A lot of people go through some difficult times. What's cooking with you? Well, same. Maybe I'm not as busy as you, but funny enough to keep myself busy. A lot of reality television shows I've been watching at night, obviously. What's the best one? Well, last night I caught a whack show called Love During Lockup. Have you seen that thing yet? I've heard of it. I haven't actually had the pleasure of watching it. Crazy. Exploring the relationships between people who date jailbirds. You know, I'm fascinated, completely fascinated by the concept of a long distance relationship that entails two people that can barely be with each other. Maybe people are onto something that we haven't realized. What's going on with this? Why? What's the appeal here? It is such a crazy show. I mean, first of all, it starts talking about the, like, why these women are dating these people. And it starts off before these inmates or these prisoners start looking outside of the prison. They first start looking within the prison. You know, so you see them dating the female guards, you see them dating the medical technicians, the psychiatrists. And then I guess when they, when they run through that or they're not having any luck there, they, and and I'll get into this in a little bit because I did Google it. There are, Tons, tons, I want to say tons, 12 to maybe I saw 13 dating sites focused on dating inmates or dating prisoners. You know what? I guess it's the funniest thing. I I just yesterday, they circulated a conflict check internally. So when a client calls you, you have to find out, obviously, who the plaintiff is, who the defendant is, and you have to make sure that there's no conflicts, that nobody in the office represents anybody else. So there was one circulated, and this woman was looking to go after um, child support, uh, back support from an inmate that was actually, I think, getting released from prison. And the uh, uh, one of my assistants said, hey, by the way, she said he's on meetaninmate.com. And I was like, I was like laughing. And she's like, no, 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 this is real. This is like a real dating site for people that are. Isn't that where you met? Isn't that where you met? Bill? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that smart. I, I wouldn't date somebody that's like coming out. If I'm going to date somebody that's, in, that's incarcerated for life, I think that makes more sense than somebody that's about to come out. And I mean, I guess if you really want to be with them, that's one thing. Um, I'm not sure that people that date inmates really want to have 
a, a serious relationship that's real when they come out. I feel like this is a fantasy that they're kind of reliving, um, perhaps helping somebody get through a difficult time or passing the time and knowing that they could actually never be together. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But I thought me and inmates are kind of how brilliant, you know, we're always talking about entrepreneurial business adventures and dating sites. And I can't believe there's more than one out there. Well, that, that's what I thought. I was watching this show and I thought, wow, here's an, you know, this is a, a business inmate dating. I mean, no one's, I mean, God, how could someone possibly come up with that idea? And that's when I Googled it and I saw there were a ton of them. So the ones that I saw, I saw, and I actually went to a couple of these sites to see what these people look like, funny enough. Um, meet an inmate. They've been doing this since 1998. And basically the inmates pay a small fee to be listed. And the users, other than the inmates, it's a free service if you're looking to meet an inmate. And basically it, they all start off as pen pals. You know, you, you can't just, you know, you're not going to obviously FaceTime your inmate, okay? Or you're not going to have real-time conversation with your inmate. But so it starts off all of these as pen pals and you get to write and there are these different services. So they deliver these letters. Most of them are sent via the U.S. Postal Service. Um, there's one called Love a Prisoner, which is an inmate dating site. And this is interesting because the users can browse by gender, ethnicity, location, prison, and then you can even get into the type of crimes that the inmate committed, okay? So there's such a thing on the filters where you can meet people that are in state prisons, federal prisons, you can meet lifers, and you can even meet death row prisoners. So pick your poison. Okay, so what in God's name is going on here? What we have to do is take the layers of this onion and figure out why anybody would want to date somebody that's incarcerated, right? So let's think about it. People make mistakes, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about high profile people like Scott Peterson, this disgusting human being who was convicted of murdering not only his wife, but his unborn child, right? This guy was getting letters and, and I remember following it on TV for a while. Um, pen pals, women that wanted to marry him. I don't even know if he ever got married in prison. I mean, why would you ever want to marry a guy like this just because they're saying he may have been attractive, right? I don't know. What's, what's the allure? He's a prison pinup guy, like a little poster guy for inmates. Listen, I watched this show last night and I think you're overthinking it. And as far as, you know, that situation, this, the Scott Peter, the Scott Peterson thing, I have no idea. But the girls that I saw that were dating these inmates, to me, they were just looking for a meal plan. There was one that spoke about uh, how they've been together for five years. And this inmate bought her a $5,000 diamond engagement ring. He bought her a $20,000 BMW. So I was watching this and I'm thinking, where are these inmates getting the money from to even take care of these girls? To kind of be like that inmate sugar daddy. And, you know, funny enough, after I thought that, right away it flashes to the attorney of the inmate. And the attorney is paying this women through a $150,000 settlement that this inmate got when he was beaten up by the guards on Rikers Island. Right, but I feel like that's such a rarity. I think it's the opposite. I think inmates are looking to use women, right, to get gifts, to have them vit come visit, whether they're conjugal visits or not, um, have attention given to them because they're sitting alone in a jail cell. So I feel like that is a unique situation. 
I think it's totally outrageous that <laughs> anybody is going to sit there and think, look, if the question is, what are you looking for? Are you looking for attention? Love? Do you think, wow, I'm dating this guy in jail. He can't cheat on me. Because we know that's not true, right? You think, oh, he's in this cell. I got him. He's never going to be, you know, go out there. But you look, people do all kinds of things in jail. Have you ever been to a jail, by the way, Brennan? Um, have I been to a jail? Uh, <laughs> not on the inside. No. Not on the inside. So you're saying you've never been arrested. Is that really what I was asking? But we'll go there. No, I actually, I haven't been to a jail. I think when I was in like, you know, third grade, they might've taken us to like uh, the local, you know, the local police department to see what a jail looks like. But no, I haven't. Have you? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, On more than one occasion. And I'll tell you why. So in college, I worked um, at the public defender's office and I would go into the prison's and I would do pro bono work. So that was my first proposal. I was asked uh, to get married by a prison inmate who went on one date. I think I was about 20, uh, 19 or 20 at the time. Was that so your I, first husband? Uh, yeah, yeah, quickly. No, that was unfortunate uh, for him. I, I said, thank you very much, but no. Uh, they're really scary places. They're mostly dirty and um, really... You know, when you go into these facilities, uh, it definitely wakes you up to the reality of how beautiful freedom is. I have to be honest. And I feel like I've been to Rikers Island. I took tours when I was a law clerk at the um, Supreme Court in, in New York during my clerkship. And we had the inmates cook us uh, lunch. Uh, you know, I was a little nervous about eating the food, quite frankly, just because, you know, you don't understand the cleanliness, but the apple turnovers looked pretty good. And the way people were living in these cells and how they were, uh, I don't know why they were there. The experience of going into one of these facilities was life-changing for me, quite frankly. And to see in in person, the barbed wire and to see them going out for you know short periods of time, to see who is in lockdown 24 hours a day. Um, certain cells are called different things. And talking to the um, people that work there and the warden, you know, to see really what they deal with and the safety concerns. That was a shocking time for me. So anyone that wants to date somebody that's incarcerated, not that they knew them before, but just to find a, a love line and a connection, um, you need to think again. No, listen, if you saw the show that I saw, these aren't exactly, you know, this isn't Miss, these aren't Miss Americas that are dating these inmates. I mean, it's a pretty motley crew. So, I mean, take it from there. I just, you know, I think about it. It's like, listen, I don't want to say that all people, number one, some people are falsely accused and they're in prison. That's one thing. Um, but we're just talking about women that are solely focused and maybe men too, focused on people that are incarcerated for potentially, you know, 20, 30 years or life. So what are they looking to get out of it? I think a lot of women are trying to be motherly and trying to help people during a difficult time. A lot of these inmates are saying, I'm changed. You know, I may have killed somebody, but that was a mistake. And that's when I was young. And I, you know, I'm looking for someone to love me and have this pen pal relationship. Because how often do you really, do you really go see somebody in, in prison? Most people aren't local. So you think these women are doing charity is what you're saying? 
I think they're lonely too, quite frankly. I feel like that's that two-way street. Of course. I just, you know, when when you have a client that's incarcerated, you're supposed to go through a jail system. They're not supposed to have their cell phones, depending on where they are, right? State or federal prison. So you're not supposed to have one-on-one dialogue and contact with them. So this is not like, you know, hey, they're just on their cell phone texting you most of the time. So I don't even know how you have a normal relationship. It's just so much more common than you realize, though. There are 2.3 million incarcerated Americans as we speak. So what I thought was a very small niche, it well, it turns out on my like research here, on my Googling, is that this inmate dating thing is pretty substantial. It's pretty common. Yeah, it's which, you know, you don't you don't think about it. Uh, quite frankly, you know, I've watched those jail shows and cops, of course, for a long time. But you never really think about this other angle about people dating in jail unless you hear about these crazy uh, murderers that have all these women after them, right? And you start to get into the minds of these people. I'm not so worried about the people that are incarcerated. I'm really focused on who would want to date somebody that's murdered somebody or multiple people and thinking, hey, they wouldn't hurt me. Like if if you're dating, like uh, what's that crazy guy? Charles Manson, right? And you're like, oh yeah, you know, he's different. He's changed. Or I'm in love. Oh, he's a hottie. Yeah. And he's like, I, I want to be one of his cult members. Like, What's to say you don't go visit him and like he tries to do something to you, even though there's, you know, some glass wall between the two of you uh, or divider. So I don't know. I guess that's the question I'm trying to figure out for people's perspective. Like, what are you actually thinking? Yeah. Well, listen. I don't know what precautions they take, but they're absolutely putting themselves in a vulnerable position. I mean, common sense should dictate here. And yeah, to me, it's a, uh, it's not for me, but you know, it's not for me. But that being said, again, it's, you know, inmates want companionship like anyone else. So, you know, 2.3 million inmates looking for love. You know, so the app or the, you know, prison love thing, well, that's a, that's as a business, as from an entrepreneurial standpoint, that's a natural. I feel like there's also that dating internally in the prisons. You saw, we saw a few months ago that a female prison guard broke out with this prisoner and she killed herself and, and he, he lived. So uh, did they find that guy? I think they found him and yeah, I think she killed herself. I mean, which is terrible. So obviously they were having some type of affair or he was manipulating her or she was complicit. So I think what's going on within the jail system and people having relationships there um, in all different facets is probably another crazy love triangle because at least they have physical contact, right? We're talking about pen pals and most people that don't get to see each other face to face or maybe once a year if somebody's driving cross country. So these are relationships. This is love um, and lockdown where I think people are lonely, they're afraid, they're scared and thinking they have somebody that's there to talk to them, to write to them, to be available in prison gives them some solace, gives them some excitement, right? This prisoner had these crazy adventures and now they're part of kind of helping them with their next chapter. So I think that's going on with with these people, these women that are dating these guys and these women, quite frankly. There's a lot of, I think, same-sex couples uh, within the prison system. And I feel like promiscuity is is gone wild in the jail system because obviously everyone needs love and there's no ability to uh, to do much unless, you know, you're 
hiding it or being secretive. So I think this is a crazy concept and, and, and topic. Yeah. Of all the dating sites, the inmate dating sites that I saw, my favorite was one called Women Behind Bars. And uh, for any of our listeners that would like to go to that site, it's womenbehindbars.com. And that thing's been around since 1997 and it's a free site. Wow. Unbelievable. You know, I think a lot of women, you know, get lured in by, you know, people that have been convicted of crimes. They're persuasive. They sometimes get manipulated. And I think that bad boy mentality, like being attracted to like that tough macho personality that's, you know, looking for love and, and, and can give you something that you may have never experienced before. Vicky, why is it any different than women that love dating the gangsters, the mafia guys? It's exactly what she said. It's women that want to date tough guys. Back in the day, I'm, I'm sorry, back in the day, like Bugsy Siegel and uh, Lucky Luciano, these guys were rock stars. They were movie stars, you know, and they dated movie stars. They did, but these women were taken care of, right? They were, they were, had items purchased here. You're not with the person. It's a fantasy. It's a fake reality. And I bet you the, a lot of these people behind bars have several women that they're talking to at one time, but the ladies at home think they're the only ones, right? Because they're lonely and they need attention. So, um, and also look, the prison is looking at everything that comes in, right? By email and, and regular mail. So there's no privacy. So if you're falling in love with a, a, an inmate and you've seen him on TV and you reach out, you've got to know that anything you put on paper or say is going to be, uh, you know, looked at. So I, I just, I don't get the allure. I understand everybody has a different opinion of what they're looking for, but what are you really getting out of it? And I think from a psychological standpoint, I, I think these experts are saying that you're attracted and aroused to people committing like gruesome crimes. It's more common for women than men. And there's this concept, there's this actual term called hybristophiliacs. This is a real term that apparently uh, has women attracted to men behind bars because of their fame and their notoriety in the media. And some even believe that these women are living vicariously through these guys and love the thrill and attention, right? That adventure-seeking life that they necessarily wouldn't have in Idaho or Omaha or wherever they live. So, um, and I think it's part of why people love to watch these crime shows, right? They're so popular. Some of like Oxygen has the highest ratings, I think, when it comes to at least in the past with these um, murder shows and murder stories and people are obsessed with like why you why love turns to hate, right? And, and why people go to jail and, and what happens to them. So, um, I feel like there is that thrill. The question is, does the thrill end with like the letters, you know, start dying down after a year or, or how does that flame stay alive? Well, I, what about, I mean, it goes beyond the letters. What about the personal visits? What are they getting out of that? You know, because they can actually. Are you flashing somebody? Like, what well, are you doing? So on that show I watched last night, this girl says that we used to touch each other under the table. And that she would discreetly pleasure her inmate with her hands. How is that possible? So I guess they walk the guards, away, the guards? Well, I, I guess the guards are letting it happen. So is that a conjugal visit? Well, I mean, it depends on who you ask, right? There was another uh, girl they highlighted on this show where uh, she was a mortician. And she was dating four jailbirds 
Okay. And she's saying that seeing an inmate is nothing to be ashamed about. And she's trying to break that stigma. She's saying it's time to stop shunning a good person who may have made some bad decisions. Right. And I think I said that earlier. It's like, it, you know, kind of trying to excuse bad behavior um, and not really knowing if somebody's changed or not. Right. Because they're, they're not back out in the real world. You know, you could be changed in jail. I mean, you, there's not much to do. So you're kind of, um, you know, re- uh, refined to a, a cell and, you know, there's, you know, exercising, reading and, and kind of eating and sleeping is really all you're doing. So uh, that's a question to, to, to actually say somebody's changed, right? And, and a hypothetical because you really don't know. Um, and look, you hope people change, but the question is, why would you want to get into this relationship, especially if somebody's on death row, let's say, when you know they're never coming out? Um and you had no ties to them before. I understand people that were dating before, right? They got into jail. Okay, that makes sense. You have a connection. You have a child together. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people that are reaching out to inmates because of what they did, the heinous crime that they committed. So uh, somebody may have made a mistake. Doesn't mean you just say, okay, let me date them. I just, I think it's strange. And I think it's interesting. And I'd like to interview people that think, you know, that they could tell us why they think Charles Manson would be a good suitor to date in jail. Would you call that a fetish? Maybe. I think, yeah, being attracted to a criminal that has done terrible things. Um, I'm not sure it's the right word, but I definitely think it's some addiction that people have to bad behavior and the fact that the world knows who these people are. And that you can say I'm dating them or I'm a connection with them or contact and I have letters back and forth. I feel like I saw a show once and they were like showing the Charles Manson letters and like they were like mounted and they were so proud of them. So maybe trophy style. So I think people may have some dysmorphia as it relates to why they would be looking to start a relationship with somebody that is incarcerated and done some really bad things. Vicky, breaking news. Breaking news. What? Jelaine Maxwell sentenced to 20 years for sex trafficking minor girls for Jeffrey Epstein. Wow. That just happened? Just happened. Oh, my as God. We, as we are recording. For, well, so is she, is she going to be dating in prison? Well, wasn't she married? I think she had a husband during all this, by the I way. I think he... I don't know whether he got a quickie divorce. He probably could have used divorce so easy yeah. at that point. <laughs> exactly. She didn't have anything unless she hit it in the Cayman Islands. So that's true. Um, I feel like she's going to want to date. I don't know if she dates women or men or both because, you know, the allegations are that she was involved with Epstein and, and these terrible um, experiences that he had with women and, and forcing himself on them. So she's obviously convicted of some of those crimes as well. So she definitely. Uh, maybe involved in the future with dating internally or externally. Internally, <laughs> she's going to be a favorite among the guards. Well, the question is, is she going to survive? Right? I'm I'm shocked she's still alive. Quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, you've I'm sure you've seen the same things that I've had. She's been claiming that there have been threats against her and that her cellmates have been offered a million dollars to strangle her. I mean, there's a bunch of crazy shit. Yeah, so I don't know if she's going to have like sexual favors in advance for protection. No, sounds like solitary confinement. I mean, what goes on? Look, what about suicide watch? Well, Epstein, solitary confinement. How did he get killed? Well, I mean, that's an episode in itself. <laughs> 
right? I mean, was it suicide? Was Did somebody go into his cell and kill him? Did someone force him to kill himself? Who knows? But what goes on in jails, and by the way, Remember the camera wasn't working. Exactly. I mean, oh wow, how how uh, funny that the camera that was directed right at that cell at that and moment. Did you, did you see that guy's cellmate, Epstein's cellmate? Oh my god, was he like this big, jacked, like, jacked? I've never seen a guy. I've never seen arms like that in my life. <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, crazy. But Ghislaine Maxwell. How do you pronounce her first name? I thought it was. Uh, did you say Maxwell? <laughs> <laughs> Jizz, yeah. Jizzlane, Jillane. Gillane? I think it's Gillane. Um, interesting name, but uh really uh from what we I've read, she's not a nice person, not a good human being. And I don't think many people feel sorry for her that she's now uh been convicted uh and will face twenty years. Uh, I'm sure there's an appeal being uh drafted as we speak. But from the testimony that I recall hearing from all of these shows and interviews with these poor young ladies, underage minors that she participated in with these heinous crimes with Epstein, uh, she should be sitting in jail and rotting, in my opinion. So for so for our listeners that would like to meet her, do you think she's going to be on Women Behind Bars? Or meetaninmate.com because she's going to be an inmate, yeah, right? exactly. I mean, why not? Yeah. And listen, I think, you know, this whole dating concept in jail, you know, you, did you ever hear of like a kite where they have like a note and they make it a kite and they fly it underneath? You just made the that The jail up. cell? Yeah. This it's, is oh, like a, a big, big deal. deal too. No, it's a big deal. No, it's a big deal. I have, I used to have an obsession with watching these shows. Like, I don't know why. It's just, it's one of those things. Like, I like to know what's happening. Um, I love intervention. I love hoarding and I love, you know, cops. So I, yes, this is like a big deal. And um, there's also like this big thing about when you're, you can go to your toilet, you can talk through the pipes. Uh, it's called toilet talk. I don't know. Oh, no, I know that one. What <laughs> you going to do when they come for you? you? Bad boy, bad boy. What you going to do boys, when they boys. come for you? Next time you'll ask Sylvia as one of her favorite songs because we watch Cops at Night. It was off for a few months or actually over a year. Um, but I've been watching that forever, and I think it's always good to kind of get your mind off things. Uh, but this is a real thing, and I think there's really these creative uh, ways that inmates try to meet each other within uh, the the prison confines, and um, it's kind of this like jail cell to jail cell talk because they don't have cell phones, right? So how else are they going to talk? Like you would be sending a, a pigeon carrier. So this is one of those things where they can all kind of communicate with it. So there's another service uh, called JPay. And it says sending and receiving emails is usually prohibited in prisons. But nowadays you can use special electronic mail services by JPay to write to a prisoner. And this is a platform that our listeners can use and enable them to meet an inmate. So for our listeners that are uh, of interest, there you go. Have you ever seen this show, Jailbirds, on Netflix? So it highlights a couple that was met through the toilet, like what we've been talking about, the toilet talk. Um, I've never seen it. And she through says, I've never seen him, but how I does love that him. Like, how, do you, you have to stick your, how does that work? Yes. Do you have to stick your head into the toilet? <laughs> I have some horrible thoughts and comments that I'm going to refrain from. They talk through the pipes. They talk through the pipes. So they fell in love. It's almost like that, you know, dating sites, 
where, you know, you never see anybody, but you're emailing and communicating through like a tech system. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, you, you know, you ultimately would, would get to meet and you either say, I love you or I don't love you, but you fall in love for, because of their personality and their conversation, right? This is all about getting to know people without seeing them, which is wild. So unless that's a co-ed prison, um, sounds to me like it's same sex love. It's, it's love. I think, you know what? Love has no gender. When you're in jail, I think love is no gender in life. Obviously, we saw that we just had we went through Pride in New York City recently. So I think that's awesome. I think it's more who cares about the gender? It's how do you fall in love with somebody? Companionship. Yeah, basically. that's what it is. Because if you, I mean, it's companionship. Brian, could you ever imagine falling in love with someone through talking uh, through the toilet no. while talking through the pipes and never seeing them? I mean, you're a big physical guy. I, I mean, look. It's the old days and look at like through the military, right? I mean, letters, pen pals to military people. I mean, people fell in love over and over again through letters. Yeah, but that's not what I just said. There's no way you would fall in love with somebody. So square, you'd never, that. You'd never fall that in love with somebody through a pipe. Let's just be honest. And I just, look, I don't think I would be able to either. But if you're... No, I don't fall in love with anyone without seeing a picture. Right. First. So your mom had told us you love attractive females. So I know that would be one of the ways that you could fall in love. But listen, if you're stuck in jail, say you were wrongly accused, what are you going to do? You got to find love somewhere. Look, Tom Hanks was on Tom Hanks was on an island by himself and he <laughs> fell in love with that volleyball. <laughs> I mean, you know, call it what you want. Now, would that volleyball be a, uh, a them? What would be the volleyball's pronoun? They, them. They, them. And don't you remember the show Orange is the New Black? There was that storyline in season three where that inmate Lorena, uh, Lorna, she visits from, she was receiving visits from a line of prisoners and uh, pen pal suitors, and she was going to marry one. Like that was like the hottest show for a while, and it just demonstrated that there are also men out there that are looking to find love with women that are in jail. Yeah, again, and I'm not paid to promote this, but WomenBehindBars.com. Since 1997. You know, listen, I feel sorry for people, certainly, that have done things that, you know, they, they did when they were young and they didn't mean it and they want to change and grow. But this is more about people looking for love with people that have no chance of ever getting out of jail, right? That's where it blows my mind to try to get into a relationship with somebody and what and really what are they looking for in return? So everyone needs love. Everyone has certain, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, I just guess that it's easier sometimes to date somebody with a distance that there really is no commitment there. And they can talk to them when they want. They could be there for them when they want. They could help them financially what they want. So maybe, maybe we're not seeing what they're seeing. No, but we're also making the assumption that these are long-term sentences. I'm sure there are many inmates that are in, and I'm, you know, short-term, you know, three years, five years, seven years that can, you know, meet somebody and build a relationship and then come out and lead a very normal life, normal and loving life. Right. But I'm talking about people that are never coming out. Right. Lifers. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. So it's like, okay, so, you know. I understand the inmate from the inmate's perspective, what they're looking for and what they're getting out of it. I just would love to understand. But listen, not everybody wants to have intimacy. Not everybody, you know, wants a, a typical relationship. And I think, you know, having your toe like half in and be like, yeah, I'm dating someone in jail, but I live my life. I do what I want. I go to the gym. I, I you know, 
I don't know, maybe there's something there that we're missing. So we need to, we need to find somebody that's dating somebody. Yeah, but Vicky, what about the lifers that go in and they're married already and they've, they've got a spouse? Oh, how do you know that they're not still married and talking to other women, pen pals and the like? I feel like that's what it's multiples. I think it's just about passing time, companionship, entertainment. And, you know, it's just another day. And, you know, what, what does it take to bring a smile to them? What does it take to, to make, to give them a good day in prison? Okay. So as, as you're talking, I'm thinking about you in jail, upstate, how many women you would have as pen pals, what you would be, you'd have a book and a Rolodex of all the ladies. Okay. Be like, Oh, Jamie today, you know, or Joni tomorrow. I mean, I could see you. So I, I get it from that Absol- perspective. Abs- a- absolutely not. <laughs> I, I absolutely not. I would just have a constant, my memory is really good. And I would just constantly in my mind, you know, be playing back these memories of, you know, all of my relationships in the past. But as far as going forward and new stuff, I, I, I don't think I'm a realist, you know, and, and to think that I'm going to forge a, rela- a real relationship in prison. It's not happening. Why are we even talking about this? Because <laughs> I just am telling you, if you, God forbid, were improperly convicted and you were in for 20 years on vehicular manslaughter, like, I don't know what you'd be doing. But listen, Orange is the New Black was a women's prison. Okay. They were women prisoners. What would you do in that situation? Okay. Are you, you're looking for love. You're in a women's prison. Are you going to give yourself to a guard? Would you be looking for love outside of the prison system? I mean, put yourself in that situation. How would you handle yourself? Me? Um, depends. If I mean, I'd probably be creating like some type of money-making uh, way for me to survive. Oh, you'd be hooking. You'd be hooking. No, I would create a business. No, absolutely not. I would do that. I would create a financial business. I would, you know, depending, I don't know, I would hope, you know, I'd still be in a great relationship and and if not you, you know you have to you have to figure out where you're going oh really bill's <laughs> bill's gonna wait for you to come out you're a lifer he's gonna wait for you he's raising your daughter at this point that's a terrible scary thought i have to be honest with you but um uh, you know listen you it's it's self-preservation and i see what people look it's like i would have a schedule i'd be working out i'd be trying to but are you open for love are you looking for love I think you, I think you have to be open for companionship and to, to have relationships and be like, what, what is your 24 hours filled with other than sleeping? I mean, seriously, like I'd be working out and hopefully be ripped and I'd be trying to figure out a way to, you know, you'd be the only one with a Gucci jumpsuit. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I'd have to be creative. I'd have to be maybe like, work on implementing new laws. Like, I don't have to do something with my time. I, I don't sit idly. I don't do well just kind of staring out. <laughs> I think you would be a favorite of those guards. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I think you would, I think you would have so many extra perks. You'd be, you, you would work that system, Vicky. Oh, well, listen, I think you have to navigate. You have to figure out how to, how to pass the time and do what you need to do um, while you're there, right? So I would have to maybe create like a uh, an affirmation club or a preach club where we got everybody together and tried to like work on our wrongs and focus on our strengths. And then what would we do when we got out? I definitely feel like I'd have to be a leader. Uh, I just, that's who I am. So let's hope I never get to that position, but you know, always want to help people and let them grow. So mm-hmm. 
I just had this vision of seeing you on womenbehindbars.com. And for sure, you're a swipe right. For sure. I mean, <laughs> that's so funny. Well, yep. Women Behind Bars. There's Vicky. Love and lockdown. Uh, it's fascinating. But um, I feel like if anybody has information or insight or is dating, and somebody that's incarcerated, are we wrong? Are we right? Uh, are we missing something? I'd love to hear from you. And, you know, just the tip is really, if you're in jail, try talking into the toilet to meet somebody new. Because if you're trying to date in prison, uh, try checking out some inmate dating websites. And um, I think that it probably is hard to date if you're not notorious. So, you know, figure out a way to meet people and pass the time by and you know what? Change your ways. Yeah, my tip is stay out of jail. <laughs> That's a good tip. Don't commit the crime <laughs> if you're not ready to do the time. <laughs> All right, everybody. Remember to subscribe, download. Vicky, what are they? Subscribe, download, and finish it up. Everybody, make sure you download, subscribe, and like. Tell us what you're thinking. Do you like these topics? Do you want us to change? Uh, are you in love in prison? I don't know. Let us know. And if you're in prison, feel free to reach out to us and let us know how it's going. Yeah.